Mary O'Sullivan from Encore. Yes. Uh, t- tell us the full name of your business. So my company name is Encore Executive and Professional Coaching. I had to sort of leave the professional piece out because I was getting calls for people that wanted to coach soccer and, you know, <laughs> oh, and sports. So it was sort of like, oh, professional coach training. No, that's not it. I focus on executives, people that are up and coming, people that want to improve their chances of getting ahead. It's all about soft skills. That is such a buzzword and such a, such a mantra or should be for people today. Right. Well, the reason that is coming out now is because if you look at the flip side, what you have is a lot of concern in large companies and any large in any organization really about bullying and harassment. So people might not be aware that they are being a bully or a harasser. Okay. If you flip that to the other side, and what I try to do with my clients is get them to walk in the other person's shoes, not even a mile, but maybe a couple of feet, so they get that feeling of empathy, because that is really what's lacking in somebody that feels okay with bullying someone or harassing somebody because it's not them that's receiving this treatment. Mm. So the way the industry, my industry, and a lot of science has gone into this research is to reverse the whole idea. And rather than say, don't be a bully, the idea is we need to help you work on your soft skills. Now, would a soft skill be considered empathy? Yes, it definitely is the basis of a soft skill. So that is really jumping into kind of what coaches do help people do. And so we were, you know, discussing what other things do coaches do? Because now there's life coaches and there's professional coaches. And if you want to explain a little bit about the coaching profession. Right. Coaching is very broad. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important for coaches to identify themselves by their particular niche. So for instance, you can be a life coach, you can be a relationship coach, a dating coach, mm-hmm. you can be a shamic coach. I've seen those and I've had, I'm an executive coach, so I've had clients walk into my office and say, I do not want my chakras red. <laughs> I had a surgeon and he felt that the coach that he had engaged was a little too woo-woo a little too out there. Well, chakra work is sometimes can relate to soft skills, but using that as a mechanism to explain their soft skills or lack thereof sometimes can turn people off. Right. My training and background was very different than a lot of other coaches out there. You can take a short course, you can take a weekend course, you can take a six-week course. My training was one year at a university. The work was very difficult it was what we call evidence-based. So mm-hmm. that means all the techniques that I learned to use are all based in science and research. So when I ask a client who's feeling insecure to stand up with his or her hands over their head, there is an actual neurological reaction that takes place. And the other one is the power pose, the Wonder Woman pose. Mm-hmm. And that works for men and women. And if you think about how you feel, 
feel when you're standing up with your hands on your hips and your feet a little bit astride. You feel pretty powerful Powerful. in that situation. Just a little short anecdote. I had uh, a client who called me up and she, she had been let go. She was vice president of HR at a major company in this state. And she said, I'm going to a meeting or a reception or something along those lines where I know my boss is going to be the woman that let her go. She said, how do I act? And I said, well, if I were in your shoes, I would go into the ladies room and for two minutes, I'd stand with my hands in a V shape for victory over my head. And that will cause a lot of brain activity, which will then give you that confidence. And you can also put your hands on your hips. And she said, well, that sounds good. But what if she's in the ladies room at the same time? I said, just go over, wash your hands and just say, hi, how are you? And be completely civil as if nothing ever happened. One of the hardest things to do is to train people to take the emotion out of their response. So their response might be correct, but the delivery mechanism is what the problem is. And being able to manage emotions and control your response. It is funny that you brought up chakras because I am someone who studied the chakras and they can be compared to a more juvenile response, if you will, versus a more mature response that would be not reacting uh, without thinking. And sometimes if someone is provoked, you can react quickly without a thought. And that is sometimes more juvenile. I remember that phrase, think before you speak. Exactly. Um, Being able to have that time to think before you speak is important. Now, back to evidence-based, and you were discussing the new research that's showing that coaching can help people overcome bad habit. Now, we were talking about soft skills, but maybe if you could share on, you know, someone is always late, and maybe this is an example that isn't relevant, or perhaps you can enlighten us on something that you would always coach somebody on. Every client's completely unique, and Mm -hmm. the issues they bring to the table are all completely unique. So I have to have the appropriate coaching techniques to use with that particular client. But to use your example of someone who is habitually late, what the research shows is that without motivation, there is no change. Hmm. So if that change is not intrinsic within the individual, it's not going to happen. So it's kind of like meshing some of these theories like the chakras and the idea of mind-body integration in that you have to embrace that particular change to the point where it becomes part of you. So what is that motivation going to look like? Is it a personal promise that you make yourself because you want to improve yourself? Or is it your boss saying, I'm docking you every time you come in late? That's a motivation. So in that respect, each habit that somebody would like to improve has to come from their own sphere of experience Mm -hmm. or their own internal whole self. We do get a little bit of woo-woo there, but again, it's backed up by science. science 
in that the individual as a whole has to be the one making those changes and responding in their own way. Terrific. We are here with Mary T. O'Sullivan of Encore Executive Coaching. We were thinking if someone was feeling like they might have something to improve upon, mm-hmm. what would be the first, you know, what's the first step and what would be the first thing that would happen? Let's say you're a client of mine and you're in my office. Okay. So we would start off with a question, which would be something along the lines of what would you like to focus on today? So one thing that during the workday I feel is a difficult, it shouldn't be so difficult, but it's when you're trying to work on one project and concentrate on one thing and you constantly have the phone ringing every 10 minutes and emails popping up every five minutes, then you go work on that and then getting one project done that requires more than five minutes of concentration is kind of difficult. So it sounds to me as if your issue really is surrounding the idea of A, eliminating distractions and B, setting priorities. Is that correct? Yeah, potentially. I mean, certainly eliminating distractions would be a good one and Mm -hmm. and prioritizing. And actually setting priorities is more important than we actually give it credit for. So what would you suggest if you had a best friend with that exact same problem? What would be your recommendation to your friend? I would probably say you should hire a coach um, and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Great, them thanks help for you. the plug. <laughs> no, I will. If we're trying to eliminate distractions, it, it's then. Well, how can you how can you shut off the distractions? Put yeah. the phone on do not disturb and and close down your email. Right. Very good. So wonderful. It sounds like that you had the answer in your head this entire time. I have had that answer in my head. I frequently think about ignoring the phone and my email in order to concentrate on projects. At the moment that you're involved there and you have all these distractions, is there a way that maybe you could ignore one of those things or put it aside? Sometimes I feel like that would be possible, but the nature of the office is one that it is hard to turn off distractions. And even if you turn off phone and email, we still get people walking in. So it's almost impossible to completely turn off all potential distractions, unless I worked not in the office and I worked remotely. Is that something that you might be able to consider? I don't know. I've never thought of it as a possibility until this moment during our coaching session. Maybe that's something you could explore. What do you think your supervisor might say if you brought that up as a topic? It might be something that could be considered for, you know, certain projects that need to be concentrated on. It it might be a possibility. Mm -hmm. So what would be your first step? Making a priority of setting a time to have a conversation about what projects might be important enough to not do in the office or do in a place where there aren't any distractions. That's great. Very good. Very good. Pat yourself on the back. All right. If I had a book of gold stars here, I would definitely give you a gold star for that. That means, wow, we've really solved a problem here this morning. We've solved a problem. Well, we've found a potential solution, I suppose. Right. We've given you something or you actually came up with it yourself with that recommendation and suggestion. You were put in the right frame of mind in order to think of that and then to 
take some steps right. to help solve that problem. Now, how would you recommend to people taking those steps? Because sometimes, even if you have a solution to the problem, the steps is the hardest thing. Right. What I ask people to do is to try one thing. Okay. So we're not going to boil the ocean. We're not going to solve world peace. Right. So we're going to break the problem down into incremental steps. And we're only going to try one at a time. And I use the word try because guess what? If it doesn't work, we, we have try to something else. Try something else. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting piece. Now, one other question that comes to mind is you mentioned something about brain elasticity yes. in our earlier coaching session. Right. That makes me think of habits and how people can get out of the habit of not taking that first step. What can be shared about how it might be hard to take a first step? Yes, it is very hard. And I think the most difficult part of that is actually making your list of priorities. So you can only take the first step when you know what is the most important thing. Right. So once you've boiled it down to the most important thing, then you can break that down into mini steps and then you can attack each mini step which may only take 15 minutes of your time you can you can attack each one because the idea behind coaching is that you want to feel successful so you only take up things that help you with that intrinsic motivation piece of feeling that success and when you do that often enough you are training your brain how does someone who's interested in coaching reach out to Mary T. O'Sullivan. If you'd like to speak with me, you can call me directly on the phone. I don't have anyone answering the phone. I answer it myself. And my number is 401-742-1965. And you can also reach me at my website at EncoreExecutiveCoaching.com. EncoreExecutiveCoaching.com. Right. Well, thanks very, very much. This You're was welcome. terrific to see you in action. And, I enjoyed uh, it. All of the best. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.